1: night may be long and the dark may be deep, but the answers are there to be found. Whether it's the normal, the abnormal, or the paranormal, you're in the right place. Let's go beyond reality. Sometimes it's the normal, sometimes it's the abnormal, and sometimes it's the paranormal, but it's always beyond reality. Welcome to the program. It's Beyond Reality Radio. I'm your host, J.V. Johnson. Thank you so much for being here tonight. This is the... uh Thursday night slash Friday morning edition of the program. And I have to say that uh, it's the last episode before the debut of Ghost Nation. Of course, my co-host, Jason Hawes, from Ghost Hunters, the original Ghost Hunters, is uh, host of the show or star of the show, whatever you want to say a lead investigator of the show Ghost Nation and that program debuts tomorrow night or tonight if it's if you're considering it to be Friday already which it is here on the east coast at 10 p.m. I believe it is eastern I'm pretty sure that's time on the Travel Channel and we're all very very anxious to see the first episode and see how it does um obviously Ghost Hunters was rebooted on the on A&E and that debuted back in I think it was August Pretty sure it was August. Um, yeah, I, yeah, you know, I, I, I think I've said this before. I love Grant Wilson, very good friend of mine. Um, but I wasn't that impressed with the with the reboot of the show. I feel like they missed an opportunity to change things up a bit. But that's just my opinion. I'm anxious to see how Ghost Nation does what they do. And uh, Jason's been telling me that he's very excited about the debut. He'd be here, but you know he's uh, all over the place doing publicity for the launch of the show. So well, uh, he should be back with us. Within, uh, I don't know, a week or so, I would think. And uh, join us again here on the radio and be part of the program again. So we're looking forward to that. Tonight we're going to be talking about how to combine the psychic and paranormal worlds. Sheena Metal, our guest, is a psychic and empath and intuitive. And she's going to discuss her work blending the psychic and paranormal worlds. She'll also be doing readings for people in the second hour of the program if you try calling now. You will get a busy signal because we have not opened the lines yet. But in the second hour of the program, they will be open and you'll be able to call and Sheena will do a reading for you. It'll be short, you know, a couple minutes tops, but it'll give you an idea of what's going on. And it's very simple to do it. Write down the phone number now so you know what it is. And when I say the lines are open, you can call. It's 607 282 Seven, And I will give that number a few times uh, before we open the phone lines and again after we open the phone lines. So a uh, great show coming up tonight. Looking ahead, tomorrow night, of course, is a best of program, as every Friday night is. Monday night, Dr. Heather Lynn will be with us. Heather is an author, a historian, a renegade archaeologist. I like that. And she'll discuss sinister artifacts, alien, ancient aliens and other mysteries considered too threatening to the mainstream. That sounds like a great discussion Monday night. Tuesday night, Preston Dennett is a UFO author and a researcher, and he'll share true accounts from his book, Schoolyard UFO Encounters. He has done a lot of research. There seems to be a uh, rash of UFOs that are hovering over and landing next to schools. We'll find out what that's all about. And then Wednesday night of next week, Lex Nover will be here. Lex is the web producer for another paranormal radio program, one you've probably heard of, Coast to Coast AM. Great show. Uh, And he's the author of a new book called Nightmare Land, which is a a mind-expanding exploration of sleep disorders and unusual dream states. We've talked about sleep paralysis. We've talked about phenomena like Hat Man and uh, um, other mysterious figures that tend to show up when you're in bed and create sleep paralysis situations, that kind of thing. And I'm sure we'll get into that a bit with Lex. That is Wednesday night's program of next week. So we've got a great week coming up. Very interesting topics as we always do looking forward to that. But again, tonight we're going to be talking about being a psychic and the paranormal world and how those two worlds intersect with our guest Sheena metal. sheena has been on the program before we're anxious to have her back. So we'll go to break. When we come back, we will bring Sheena into the program It's beyond reality radio. We'll be right back. Look out, Rochester! Scaricon is coming for you. The Northeast's leading fan convention for all things pop culture is celebrating its ninth year at the Rochester Riverside Hotel, October 18th through the 20th. Scaricon brings an amazing group of celebrities, panel discussions, film screenings, great vendors, and amazing parties. It's a weekend of fun from start to finish, and it's family friendly. For more information, visit scaricon.com and check us out on Facebook. Use the promo code BRR at checkout to save twenty percent on your admission. That's www.scarricon.com, October 18th through the 20th in Rochester, New York. Our guest tonight, Sheena Metal, returning to the program. We're going to be talking about the psychic worlds, the paranormal worlds, and how they come together. Sheena will discuss her work blending the psychic and paranormal worlds. We'll also be doing readings for you in the second hour of the program. Again, write the phone number down, 607-282-4497. Sheena, welcome back to Beyond Reality Radio. Great to have you here again.
2: Wonderful to, have, to be with you, JV. So exciting. I see tonight you're featuring all the metals, magnesium, steel, <laughs> Sheena, all the precious uh, yeah, metals.
1: Apparently we are. Um, and that's uh, thanks to our producer, Orion. So he's right on top of things. Um, I think when you were here last, Sheena, we were talking about a haunted doll situation. I'm trying to remember. Sure, yeah. Is that what it yes, was? We were. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do a web series with Patty Negri from Ghost Adventures called Living with the Dead. And it also features uh, her hundred and four year old haunted doll. And at the end of this month, we're going to Dallas for the Embrace Your Spirit conference. And we're actually going to do our live version of Living with the Dead, which we call Antiques Ghost Show. And we're doing it in Dallas. So we're going to put that haunted thing on a plane and haul her to Texas. That's a true story. We're actually going to do that.
1: Oh wow. That sounds like a lot of fun actually. Yeah. When you Is it get,
2: okay that I've, I'm not on the same flight? Is it okay that I'm happy
1: about that? <laughs> yeah, it's actually, uh, your secret safe with us that you're happy Good. about it. <laughs> um, yeah. When you take the doll or any type of haunted type uh, furniture, whatever it happens to be, items, out on the road and you introduce the, it them to people, what kind of reaction do you get? From people, do you mean? Yeah, when the people see a haunted item, whether it's a doll or do they? Oh,
2: they love it. They love it. You know, I was in Dallas at the same place, at the Miracles of Joy Metaphysical Center, teaching my own seminar, a three-day seminar in June. And I do a class on spiritual protection, which I'm going to be teaching at Embrace at the end of the month there. And during the class, well, I was explaining to people how to protect yourself from things that have, you know, bad juju on them. People were so excited that the next day I was teaching my class on raising the vibration and most of the class was people had gone home that night, picked up all their haunted stuff and brought it back for me to hold the next day. So people are obsessed with haunted stuff.
1: Do you think it's ever dangerous to have something that is haunted, has some type of attachment uh, in your home? Do you think that's ever a problem?
2: Oh, I think it's a problem a lot. But but I think it's not with Belle because Patty has, has really worked on her to make her not okay. Um, you know, I grew up in a really ugly, haunted house. So if anything, if anything is the least bit wonky, I won't put it in my house. As a matter of fact, I have some very, very active um, divination rods that somebody gave me because they had been bought for her as a gift and they'd never worked for her. And she put them in my hands just to see what they would do. And they started spinning like crazy. And she's like, these are yours. Take them home. I literally keep them in a Ziploc bag, in a backpack, in the trunk of my car. I won't bring them in the house because I don't want them to bring all the stuff with them into yeah. the house because I don't want to live in haunted house part two. That's my thing. Some people want to live in a haunted house. Right. I got that out of my system as a child. I don't need any more of that.
1: Now, you're, um, you're a psychic and empath and intuitive. You're doing uh-huh. readings for people. Were you doing sure. readings back when we had you on the program last? I don't remember talking about sure. that. Sure.
2: Absolutely. Uh-huh.
1: So you've been doing that for a while then?
2: Yeah, you know, I've been doing it my whole life. But my mother was uh, was a psychic medium as well, but she was also a teacher and a therapist. So she did all her work kind of on the down low. And I guess when I when I got involved in the arts as a kid and became first an actor and then a talk radio host and then performing and creative artist, I figured I was supposed to use my gifts sort of on the down low that way. The problem was when I started my most recent shows at uh, at LA Talk Radio 11 years ago, and it was the first time I'd ever done, like, really interview-heavy shows, people started busting me and trying to pull me out of the closet, like, how did you know that? Are you a psychic? And it just became so ridiculous that I wasn't out of the psychic closet that I had to come out, because people just kept getting like almost annoyed, like, well, how come you didn't tell me you were a psychic? And I was honestly just meaning to interview them. I wasn't trying to read anybody. I was just trying to do what I thought was a good interview. But then I look back to the seven years I spent on, uh, at that time, the Howard Stern affiliate in Los Angeles and how, you know, my gig was that somebody would call and then they would tell me their story and I would wrap it up, tell them all their problems, say something funny, hang up on them and go to the next one. That was how they had me shock jock. It never occurred to me that that was a psychic thing until I started interviewing people. And I was like, Oh, that's what I did to people on that station too. (laughs) So I think I've always had it with me, but it's a big leap when you work in the entertainment business to decide to tell people, Hey, this is my whole new life. And look at this crazy but the, the, really, the, the transition has been much smoother than I ever could have imagined it would be.
1: Now, your mother was also sensitive. Your mother was a yeah. psychic medium as well. And you said she did readings and stuff for people, but kind of kept it on the down low. Uh, yeah. Was there a stigma attached to it then? I think if, if, I think we, oh, maybe God, we've, yes. that's thought a little bit now, but, be, but was there then?
2: Oh, God, yes. Yeah, my mom never told a soul, even me, till we moved to California. And we've been here a while. And when I got into college, and I, she said she waited until I was an adult. When I got into college and out of high school, she started taking classes and exploring more. But she had been into Edgar Cayce and reincarnation, like, way back to the late 50s. Right. And it just never told anybody. So it was funny because friends would come over. i tell this story all the time. And we'd be in my pool, like, having a party. And all of a sudden, I'd get up from the water and realize I was in the pool by myself. And I'd look into the family room and... All my friends would be knelt around my mother's, like, you know, easy chair. It looked like the cover of a Highlights magazine with the kids around (laughs) Jesus. And they'd be asking her all these questions, like, what college should I go to, Mom? And should I break up with my boyfriend? Everybody called her Mom. And she would give people advice, and people would say, like, your mother changed my life. And I don't even think she realized how huge her gifts were until when I was in college, she took a spoon-bending class. I remember she went off like a little kid. She was so cute with her spoon, all excited. And she came back about 15 minutes later, and I said, what happened? And she said, they asked me not to come back. And I said, well, what happened? Couldn't you bend the spoon? And she held out her hand, literally. you the spoon looked like it had been through, like, the apocalypse. Oh, wow. It was, like, twisted and black. She's like, I just did what they told me. And I think <laughs> she started to really realize what her power was. And then I immediately thought, well, even if I have gifts, they're never going to be like my mom's gift and her, she's like, you know, the mega giant psychic and I'm like tiny psychic, but, but you know, the combination of using them and accepting them and, and realizing what I have. And also when she passed three years ago, which was really when, you know, in spirit, she told me, honey, you got to come out of the closet and do this work. It's what you were always meant to do. She gave me her gifts as well. I didn't know that was a thing until it happened to me, but She literally, about an hour after she died, downloaded her gifts into me. Oh, wow. So I have mine and hers. And I, as I said, never even knew what it was. I just knew this weird thing happened to me that day. And then I was interviewing somebody on the show once, and she was talking about how she had apprenticed under a shaman. And when the shaman had passed, she had given her her gifts. And I thought, oh, God, that's what happened to me. You know, in this business, right, you learn as you go because there's always new stuff you don't know about. So you just kind of keep figuring things out as you encounter it.
1: Do you think that uh, those gifts are genetically um, passed on or is it an environmental situation? Because your mother had those gifts that you she was open to it, therefore you became open to it as a child. Uh, therefore, you had it in you already, but you were accepting of it. Or is it a combination of genetics and environment?
2: I think it's a combination of genetics environment, and also soul family. I think that my mother and I weren't just biologically related in this life, but I think we were soulmates and we traveled through many lives together. So I think some of it comes in with your soul. Some of it actually is genetic and some of it is environmental. Like you said, how open are you to be able to accept it? A lot of people may have it, but they may grow up in very strict religious communities where they're never going to be allowed to do it. So they just suppress it down. Um, so many friends I have denied their gifts for years with alcohol, with, with drugs, marijuana. It's a fantastic buffer of your gifts. If you don't want to feel the stuff you're feeling empathically, smoke some pot or eat a pot brownie or something. I'm one of those, like, really weirdos, I think, combination of growing up in acting where I thought my body was my temple and coming from a big Irish family where everybody was an alcoholic that I made the decision at a very young age never to do anything. I've never drank or done a drug or smoked pot or anything. So I'm kind of an open vessel anyhow, and I think that helps. But I do, I think it's a combination of all that stuff. And and I really believe that at some point in our human evolution, because we're such a baby species next to like the crocodile, right, we're going to learn that what we think of as spiritual, what we think of as emotional, what we think of as intellectual and what we think of as biological are really all the same thing. We just don't really know how to tie it all together yet.
1: Do you uh, ever have fear of your gifts or maybe the sensations and the, and the, and the feelings and the thoughts that your gifts are allowing you to receive? Does it ever scare you?
2: You know, the, the gifts themselves don't surprisingly, I thought I would be a lot more scared this past three years than I've been. Uh, what does scare me is I'm very trepidatious about how far I, I dip my toe into situations where it, there's darkness in, in spirits. Because, as I said, I don't want something following me home. I, I'm very, I mean, I call myself a paranormal survivor. I know we talked about that when I was here last time. I'm very traumatized by that house. I mean, I still dream about that house. It calls to me like the house in Salem's Lot. Like, wow. that house wasn't planned. And um, so I'm, I'm very careful, much less reckless than a lot of my friends in that regard. But I think, um, David, growing up in in the entertainment business, where I dealt with a lot of different kinds of energy, and a lot of it was dark. I think I got used to navigating that kind of energy. So the psychic gifts—it's not been as much of a of a shock or a, of a task as I thought it was going to be. But I will tell you, as an empath. When you read for clients, you take all their stuff in. When I had a client tell me once, have you ever noticed I never call you when I'm in a good mood? And I thought, well, (laughs) actually, yes, I have noticed that. So people call you when they're panicking, when they're freaking out, when they're in crisis, when they're grieving, when they want to kill themselves. And you have to allow that in enough to help and then allow it to flush out as well.
1: Um Sheena, just I just want to set this up a little bit. We're going to take calls in the second hour of the program for you to do readings. Sure. What do you need from people to do a reading?
2: Not much. I mean, I just uh sometimes birthday helps uh, a name is nice. Um that's it. Mostly I just need to hear their voice.
1: Do you want them to ask a specific question or just
2: Yeah, that just cuz we're on the radio. Otherwise yeah. it takes too long and it's not great radio. In the you know, I'm a psychic but I'm also a radio host and I always want great radio. So, yeah. <laughs> It's All right. good to have
1: to question. All right, perfect. Um, let's talk about the fact that you're a paranormal survivor. You've referenced that a few times already. You had quite an ordeal yeah. uh, as a child in a home that was haunted. Tell us about what was going on there.
2: Well, I mean, I think a lot of it was the house. I think it was where it was. I mean, you know, cliche, but Indian burial ground, right? So icky. Um, I think because my father was undiagnosed on the autism spectrum, and my mother was not in-the-closet psychic. We kind of – and I was in, you know, puberty. I think we were the perfect storm for a haunting. Um, but, the, I mean, my mom always said that, that when we – because my dad was a corporate engineer, so he would get transferred from state to state to troubleshoot new places. So we didn't have a lot of time when we moved. We would find out within two, three weeks we would be located somewhere. And that involved, you know, selling the house and buying another house because for whatever reason they always thought we were going to stay somewhere, but we never did. So my mom said that when when she walked in that house, she felt like this all these beings saying no, 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 like crossing their arms over each other. But she, he liked the house, and she, he, my dad was very drawn to things that were negative. He liked the house, and you know there was no time to really look at anything else. And um, you know, from every other aspect, it was the best thing they'd seen. So we took it, and unbeknownst to me, a lot of this, so mom and I sat down and really had a talk about this when, when she started taking classes and I was in college, um, the first couple of months at the house, the spirit was very kind of rapey incubacy with her. It was never that way with me, although it did hold me down and do, you know, what we think of as sleep paralysis, which I'm using finger quotes, because I think a lot of sleep paralysis is visitation. Um, but that didn't start right away, but I never could sleep in that house. From the minute we got in that house, and I was not a kid that had trouble sleeping, but I immediately became panicked to be in my bed at night, panicked to be asleep. I remember I used to look out the window at night to see if any other lights in the neighborhood were on. And if I could see a few other lights, then I would feel better about going to sleep. But it was kind of a very sleepy neighborhood where there weren't a lot of lights on at night. And... Um, the, the the older I got, the longer we were there, the more it kicked up. And at its worst, it was, and my mom was seeing all kinds of stuff. She she had hurt her knee, so she was sleeping downstairs in the in her chair. And my mom loved that chair. And she would wake up in the middle of the night. She said, and there would just be all different, like uh, just a circle of beings looking down at her, and it would be everything from, um, you know, interdimensional things to things that looked off world to things from different, you know, things that look human from different time periods, like all kinds of stuff. And she saw oftentimes a creature that had, like, really big black wings. She used to call my dad a hoverer. because He would do this weird thing where he would sort of, like, stand behind you and nervously go from foot to foot. And she would turn around all the time to yell at him just in time to see the wings kind of back up and they would disappear. And she didn't even know that was a possible thing until we were watching – I was in college. We were in, we were in California and we were watching um, the Vicki Lawrence show. How random is this? And the guests were, um, uh, you know, Barry Taft and um, Barry Conrad and talking about the San Pedro haunting. Now, now I've had both Barrys on my show and um, they, they mentioned something. A woman was on there and she was a paranormal survivor and she mentioned this thing with wings and my, I didn't even, I said, oh my God, that's the thing I always saw at the thermostat and she'd never even told me that. So then oh, wow. at its worst, You'd walk in the kitchen and cabinets would open and cans would fly out. Um, my mom was standing in front of the dishwasher and the door flew up from closed hard enough to knock her kneecap off. Ooh. And she had to have a surgery. She came home from surgery and she was sitting in her, in her chair in the, after her surgery and her crutch flew across the room and slammed into the incision and reopened it. She had to have it redone. Uh, but, you know, she was Irish and tough and depressionary. She would fight with the thing she would swear at it tell it to get the hell out of her house and,
1: do you, you think know, do you really, think
2: this was in yeah
1: do you think this was one entity or many
2: no i think there was a lot of stuff yeah i think the house had a portal in it because she used to always from where she sat in her chair if she looked in the mirror she could see the reflection in the mirror to the foyer and she saw so many things in that foyer and i think that's probably where the portal was where the where the kitchen and the family room and the living room and all kind of came together in this one central place. And so um, I'm pretty sure there was a, there was a huge portal there. And also we didn't know until after we had left that there was a fight going on for the land because they'd found Indian burial stuff and realized that it was actually a burial site. But I mean, it was just, it was constant activity. Wow. And you know, when you're 10, 11, 12 years old, that's, sticks with you in a, in a really weird way. Like, I'll, I mean, I'll tell you the truth. I'm a tough girl, and I've endured a lot of stuff with a smile on my face, but I sleep with a light on, and I sleep with the TV on. And, um, I mean, I mute it, but I, actually, I turn it down low, but I don't mute it. I like a little bit of background noise because, one, when I was a kid, that was how you got the activity to stop happening You turn the TV on and you turn the light on. And also, mom went to a metaphysical store one day where she found one in the 70s. I don't know. And she um, learned about doing white light protection prayers. And if we both did them every night and every morning, we could save a lot of the activity off. But if I was playing the night at a friend's house or she had to have a surgery and only one of us was in the house, man, that stuff would come right back. So, And my dad, you know, was the atheist and the last Catholic and the engineer who believed in nothing. I always say he liked robots better than people. (laughs) When I was in my forty early 40s, um, I had worked on a documentary film, paranormal film, and I brought it home at Christmas and I showed it to my parents. And out of the blue, my naysaying father, who had said for years, oh, you girls, you girls are making this up, he said, you know, when we lived in that house, I would wake up at three o'clock in the morning, and there was a Franciscan monk sitting on the end of the bed, and he would sit there, and he would nod at me, and then he would get up, and he would walk right through the wall, and he would disappear, and my mom was so mad. She was like, what do you think that was? She's like, I don't know. I didn't think it was paranormal. To him, there had to be some logic to it, because that's how he was, so even he was seeing things, he just wasn't, he wasn't equating them as paranormal,
1: did you ever have uh, clergy come in or uh, uh, some kind of, and it was probably less common at that point, but paranormal investigators or, or somebody to come in and, and bless the home or do something to try to stop the activity? Or weren't you aware that, well, you know, that was available or?
2: I don't even think we knew that was available. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, the only place you would have seen that at that time, right, was in like the exorcist or in... Uh, in Amityville Horror, and my mom refused to read or watch Amityville Horror because my parents had been married in Huntington, Long Island, which is actually right across Long Island from Amityville. And I didn't know that till I had some guys on that were doing an Amityville documentary. And I said to my mom one day, how come you never told me that you live like right next to Amityville? And she said, honey, there was something so dark and awful about that town that when that book came out, I said, oh, nope, I'm not reading that. And my mom liked a good, scary book. I mean, She read Rosemary's Baby while she was pregnant with me. Oh, wow. So, you know, she did like it. And we saw a lot of paranormal, a lot of scary movies together. She took me to The Shining and Poltergeist, and I saw a lot of the early scary movies. But Poltergeist was probably the first time I ever saw paranormal investigators. I remember my mom saying, wow, we should have called them out to the house if only we knew that existed. And we weren't churchy, so I don't think we thought to call I mean, what kind of clergy would we have called? Like a a Presbyterian minister would have come over with like coffee cake. Like, what, what would he have done? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I just, didn't, you know, I think only Catholics really believed in that kind of stuff at that time.
1: Do you? Uh, how long did you stay there? How, how long were you in the home? Five years. And it never, did you ever get used to it? Did it ease off enough that you were comfortable at any point? Or was it five years of really just not, you know, being uncomfortable?
2: We were never comfortable, but I think you do get used to it because it's where you live.
3: And, I mean, you don't, I mean, I and you think don't think really have a choice, really. Yeah,
1: you don't really have a choice. Yeah. That's that's the thing that, you know, a lot of people um, who are, you know, on the outside looking in and someone's telling a story like you're telling, and they say, why don't they just get the heck out of there, go to some other home? It, it's not that easy. It's your house. It's your stuff. It's your place. It's where you live. Yeah. And, and there are financial considerations. You know, there's a lot. Yes. It's it's hard to just, you know, pack up uh, everything, you know, a couple suitcases and take off.
2: Right. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and you know... It was the whole thing of of all the houses we lived in. And we did about, you know, four or five years a house. Uh, Every time my parents bought a house for nothing, fixed it up, sold it for a ton of money. We went to the new state. We always had more. That house would not sell. I mean, it was years. And we had moved to California where houses were not cheap. And, um, you know, they had to pretty much put everything into that and get some help from my dad's work to cover the time until that house sold. And it wound up selling for a lot less than they bought it for. It was the only house they ever had because they had lived on in Long Island in Huntington and two places in Tennessee before I was born in Connecticut, and then Illinois, Maryland, and then California. And that was the only house we ever had that they didn't make any money on. I didn't think anybody, and I'll tell you a weird thing, I connected on Facebook with my best friend from junior high about a year ago. And she said, whatever happened to the house you lived in? And I said, I don't know. And she's now lived like in around Gettysburg or Harrisburg, somewhere in, you know, that that area of Pennsylvania towards the Maryland border. And she said, oh, I have to be in Maryland for something. and I'm going to be in the neighborhood. I'll drive by and take a picture of it. And I said, OK. So she me the picture. She's like, it's really scary. So all the houses in the neighborhood are like perfectly groomed and manicured and normal. And this one has got the grass that's grown up like three feet and the ivies like crawling down the the walls of the house. And I'm like, oh, God, it's finally gotten as scary on the outside as it was on the inside.
1: We have to go to break here in just a moment. Um, You have a lot of things going on. Take just a second here and let people know how they can follow your work or any particular projects you want to send them to.
2: Sure. The best way to find me is uh, just type in Sheena Metal. I think I'm the only one. I'm the only metal not featured during the Beyond Reality commercial <laughs> break. And um, uh, I Am Raising Your Vibration is my, is my com. I Am Raising Your Vibration.com. That's probably the best way to reach me.
1: Sheena, you and I have, um, have a common friend, and uh, you s- worked with uh, Susan Olson for a very, very long time. Um, sure. you guys work together in radio and, uh, I yeah. actually had her as a guest at my convention Scaricon a few years back. Great girl. Great. And I, and I know, I know she had some difficulties and moved on. Do you keep in touch with Susan?
2: Oh, absolutely. Sure. We're friends. How's, yeah. how's she doing? Absolutely. She's good. She's doing really well. Um, um, you know, she's doing that big, uh, Brady renovation show for HGTV and, and she's doing fantastic. She's a she's lovely and we um we differ politically but we're the same spiritually wasn't Although, that you know, wasn't that would... the
1: point of the radio show you guys did or was something she definitely did? Yeah. yeah
2: but you know what that seems like such an innocent time doesn't it when it was okay to from people i know
1: i know it's true. By the way, yeah, uh, if you if you're listening, yeah. you're not sure who Susan Olsen is, we're talking about Susan the actress who played Cindy Brady in The Brady Bunch. I'm sure that lets you know who she is if you didn't know sure. her real name. Um yeah, she's a great girl. I you know, I was really sad to hear that um she had to make a career change, but uh, you know, I'm I'm glad she's doing well. That sounds terrific. When she was with us at Scarecon, she had some little company that she had started, and I'm trying to remember exactly what it was like chocolates or something, wasn't it? Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, 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 right. It's it's, uh, it's, it's chocolate excrement. Yeah, it was like cat crap. It, and forgive yes, me, but that was, the name, that was yeah. the name of it. That was actually the name of it. Yeah, that's
2: Susan's sense of humor. That's so her <laughs> sense of humor. That's, uh, you know, she's like a punk rocker to the core.
1: I still actually and, uh, have a couple boxes of that that she gave me sitting on my shelf in my office. <laughs> yeah,
2: It's really good. The shit never tasted so good.
1: <laughs> good stuff. Um, you, uh, do readings for people. We're going to be doing that in the next hour. When you connect with somebody to do a reading for them, do you um, tap into their soul, their mind? How does it work?
2: Well, it's kind of a a couple of things. I mean, I think that we all have an energetic center that sort of, you know, we don't just talk through our mouths and through our facial expressions. We also, uh, we also talk through energy. So I do tap into people's energetic centers. That's what I've always done when I interviewed people. It's like people are answering me with their mouths, but they're also answering me kind of out of their solar plexus. Also, most of my messages come from spirits. So it could be, you know, it could be your, your uh, a deceased is talking to you. It could be, you know, a spirit guide, a guiding spirit, uh, something angelic that has a message, something, you know, interdimensional that has a message. Um, so, you know, I don't use cards. I mean, I can at Canada parties. I can I can use cards, and I can read palms, and I can flip oracle cards. Like, I can do all of that. But when I read in my own environment, I just channel some source.
1: Can everybody be read, or, or do some people have barriers?
2: I mean, everybody can be read. Some people, occasionally you run into somebody who's so scared of it that they will purposely either lie when you ask them things or they will they will clam themselves up so hard that it's like trying to pry a story out of them ultimately everybody can be read it's just the it's just the ease of which it comes and i always say to people well why would you especially folks that like pay a lot for reading why would you go pay for a reading and then stand there the whole time and say no 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 like what are you doing yeah. what are you paying for if if you don't believe Then, honest to God, take your money and do something else with it. Go to a movie or something. (laughs) But um, I think some folks are very scared of the idea that somebody can look into them, and so, and you know, all psychics and mediums have different kinds of bedside manner. Um, As you can tell, I'm very unfriendly and I almost never talk. So um, I think I put people at ease because I'm used to having you know 25 years in radio. That's my job to to make somebody who has been you know, in the studio with me for 10 minutes, sound like my best friend on the air. So I think I just naturally am the kind of person that is people open up around me and they always, I'll sit down next to somebody at a party and in five minutes, I'll know their whole life story.
1: If you're trying to call in, because we will be taking your phone calls with our guest, Sheena Metal tonight, uh, you're probably getting a busy signal because the lines are full, but keep trying the number is 607-282-4497. Our guest, Sheena is a psychic, and empath, and intuitive. We're talking about the psychic world and the paranormal world and how the two blend. Her website is IamRaisingYourVibration.com, and that brings up a question. You talk about, uh, Sheena, you talk about personal vibration motivation. In fact, you specialize in that. What are we talking about there? What is that about?
2: Well, everybody has a unique energetic resonance. Um, You know, think of it as of the... You know the the way that when you play a piano or you play a guitar or you hear a foghorn, it resonates in a certain way and kind of hits you in the solar plexus or in the heart or wherever things resonate. Um, There's a frequency to every living thing as well, and um, in order when you raise your personal vibration, you you everything in your life changes. Your emotional life changes. Your your physical health changes. Um, spiritually, you evolve and ascend. Um, all of these things, and so many people, you know, are always saying, "Well, how do I get happier? How do I get healthier? How do I have the right kind of people in my life and relationships? How do I have, um, you know, um, you know, more prosperity? How do I become a more creative person? All of that can be achieved with with raising your personal vibration. And then the beautiful thing is that as you raise yours, you naturally raise up the the vibrations of those around you. And you feed into the collective vibration of the entire Earth and then the entire universe, and you raise everything up. So literally, the happier you are, the happier you make the world. That's a real thing. And uh, three years ago, when my mom died, on her birthday, November 9th, I got a download um, to from the universe to start a nonprofit. I had no idea what I was doing. At the time, it was just a movement. They didn't give me the download to make it a nonprofit until the following summer, when they asked me to get ordained and told me I had to open my spiritual practice, finally. There was a finally on the end, by the way, because the universe does have a sense of humor. But I decided, my mom really thought that the four things humans really needed to work on was peace, love, kindness, and unity. And never did we need that in this country more than after that election that results were announced on her birthday. So I founded the raisingthevibration.org movement, what is now raisingthevibration.org, which was then just I am com to try to help people come together and, and find their own personal happy place so that we could stop fighting and bickering over things that are of the three dimensions and focus more on spiritually where we all want to be. All
1: right, as we start taking these calls for readings, again, what do you want people to provide you with? What information?
2: Just a, just a name is good. If they want to give me their, their birthday, that's okay. I never say no to a nice birthday because I'm kind of an astrology wonk. Um, and then mostly just, I just need to hear their voice and whatever question they have.
1: All right. Let's start with, uh, Keith in Tonawanda, New York. Hey, Keith, welcome to the program.
2: Hey, how you
4: doing? Thanks We're, for taking my hi call. Keith.
1: We're great. Thank you for listening. And thank you for calling. You're on with Sheena.
2: Hi, Keith. How, how are you fun?
4: doing? Good. Good. You wanted my birthday? seven twenty nine, yeah. nineteen
2: sixty one. Beautiful. And Beautiful. And what's your question for me, sweetheart? What's on your mind? Uh... I'm just
4: wondering if I'm going to be able to uh, stay in the in my parents' house that I'm in because I, yeah. I got hit by a dead, I got hit by a drunk driver years back, and I'm on disability. And with sure. things going up,
1: I just worry about that a little bit. Don't blame you, know you. What, you, Don't blame you.
2: I'm sorry, JB.
1: I'm sorry. Just I don't blame him for worrying about that. That's something no, that would cause a lot of worry. Sure. You're
2: so going to be okay in that house. I know it's stressing you out. And I know that when you get stressed out, that it makes the, the physical problems even worse. But, um, you know, you are really protected and taken care of in that house, and you're supposed to be there. That's very much where universe wants you to be, very much where where your folks want you to be. So um, the message is to not stress out, because stressing out is just making everything worse. And just to, to keep the faith, because... Um, Something will come for you, and you'll be able to stay there. I mean, I'm I'm not telling you that you're going to be uh, like a million dollars is going to show up on the doorstep, but you're certainly going to have enough to to live and survive and to stay in that home because right. there's a unique energy in that home that, that's familial, right? It's, it's familiar and it's familial, and it's very important that you stay where you are.
4: Yeah, I grew up here, and I took you're... care of my parents before they passed.
2: Absolutely. Right. And that's that's yeah. part of that, too. I, I, I agree 100%. Where are you in the state? Where is, I don't know, I don't recognize your city. I'm
4: in Tonawanda, which is uh, right outside of Buffalo.
2: Okay, beautiful. New, okay. My, New York. Beautiful. My mom grew up outside of Poughkeepsie in Waffenthal Falls.
1: Wow. Wow. So, well, Keith, I'm planning to
2: head out there next year and make a little trip to go scatter her ashes around the Hudson River Valley. Because, you know, mm. that's what I do for fun.
1: <laughs> Keith, uh, thank you for the phone call. Hang in there, thank buddy.
2: Thank you, Keith. we yeah, will say some prayers for you, sweetheart. It's going to be okay.
1: Let's uh, go to Carla. Carla's in Washington, Louisiana. Hey, Carla, welcome to the show.
2: Hi. Hi, Gina. How are you this evening? Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. My, my name... pleasure, sweetheart. How can I help you? Uh, well, my name is Carla. Uh, my birthday is February 1st of 1968 and my question would be my my family has been inclusive of me my husband my daughter just plagued with very serious physical uh health issues all different you know um and i was just
0: i was just wondering you know what may be happening with that it's
2: just it just continues to pile upon itself yeah, it's, it's an interesting time, right? I mean, it's it's not it's um it almost makes one think that one might be cursed. Although, exactly. Um, you're, you're certainly not cursed, and I think an important thing for you to know is that the universe doesn't have it out for you. The universe is always mm-hmm. in partnership with us and the universe wants you to live your best life. It's just right. that, you know, you and your you and your husband and your daughter are spiritually very connected on a soul level. So you're what I like to call soul pod family. So that means that, that you three travel from life to life together. And I would believe that this time where you're all having the problems is a. It's because sometimes you know we all have different life lessons that universe throws at us. I like to think of each incarnation of a life as a semester of soul school. And for whatever reason, this semester of soul school, you all three of you have to learn this lesson. And the lesson, really, sweetheart. Is how are you going to face the adversity and get through it in positivity and not allow it to bend you into a place where you just say that's it we give up and you all stop doing everything? It will pass. You just kind of have to, you know, uh, keep a smile on your face, as my mama used to say, and push through it. But um, absolutely, again, like I said to Keith, the most important thing is that you don't let it get you down. You don't let it stress you, because if you if you stress out your spiritual immune system, then that stresses out your physiological immune system and and then you wind up like actually with more health problems. But this really exactly. is a lesson for the three of you to go through this together so you can all make the best of it, you know? It's is it it's been harder on your husband it seems, emotionally like he's he feels Absolutely. like he just seems, he, uh, um, his, his was a brain tumor. Yeah, yeah. It's been much harder on him. And even emotionally, it's been harder on him because he feels like um, he's supposed to be taking care of the two of you. And instead, you know, he's had the the most problems.
1: You still there, Carla? Hmm, We may have lost Carla. Um, I think. Yeah, I think she heard uh, everything you were saying, uh, Sheena. Let's try to sneak one more in here before we have to go to our break. Let's go to uh, Doreen. Doreen's in Buffalo, New York. Hey, Doreen, welcome to the show.
0: Hi, J.D. Hi, Hi, Sheena. How are you? Hi. Wonderful. How are Hi. you, my friend? Uh, my name's Doreen, and my birthday is March 7th, 1957. And I wanted okay. to know if you could tell me what you see
2: happening for me in the upcoming year. Okay. Uh, I, I feel like this year has been a little bit of a crotch puncher for you. Can I say crotch puncher on your radio? Station, David? <laughs>
1: that that yes, you can exactly. say. It's late enough at okay. night that you can say that.
2: <laughs> okay, I think I said something earlier I wasn't supposed to. And for yes, that, you I did. It's okay. <laughs> um, uh, you, you know, this this has been a trying year for you, right? And it just right. seems like when you just start to get your footing, something else pops up and just, exactly. and just comes after you. It's like, that, it's like that scene at the end of Poltergeist where they're trying to get out of the house and the bodies keep popping up in front of them. <laughs> uh-huh. Next year, I mean, really, literally, sweetie, as soon as we hit the beginning of next year, things are uh-huh. going to change drastically for you, and the energy is going to switch way up. You just have to oh, come through the holidays with a smile, but things are even going to start to get better as that downtime comes as we move into it. I mean, I think the downtime really starts as we move towards Halloween and after Halloween, it's all just kind of coasting until the new year. Next year, you're going to find the energy is much better. Um, the the okay. weird things that have happened with, in relations with other people, just kind right. of acting like they've lost their minds, um, right. that, that, that is going to change up. Um, feeling very stagnated in work, that is right. going to change up. Uh, the stress of, over money, that will change up um all of that stuff is going to change up and it, and um you're just going to feel like your entire system just exhales finally and breathes a sigh of relief. Oh great. Thank you so
1: much. You yes,
2: sweetheart. You take care of you. I'm sending you prayers. Thank you.
1: Thank you for the phone call, Doreen. Thank you for listening in Buffalo, New York. We're uh, featuring readings this hour with Sheena Metal, our guest tonight on Beyond Reality Radio. Sheena, before we do that, if people want to get a private reading or do something you know, more thorough, how would they be able to do that?
2: You know, you can either uh, send me an email, sheena at IamRaisingYourVibration.com, or you can go to IamRaisingYourVibration.com and leave me a message there. Or you can, you know, you can text me. I, I give my, I give my number out on the air all the time on my own show. It's 818-437-0886. And, uh, I do readings, I do healings, I teach webinars, um online so you can watch them from all over in the, all over the world. I do an interfaith, um, a spiritual service once a month and we broadcast it all over the world so you can watch it and, uh, I charge and bless crystals for people. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the weird crystal lady. It's, that's true, JV. I'm, <laughs> I'm embarrassed to say that. I, I, when you were listening to your little snippets during the break and there was one about crystals, I was all excited just listening to that one because I'm such a crystal nerd.
1: Uh, let's go to uh, TJ, good friend of the program. TJ's in Rhode Island. Hey, TJ, welcome.
3: Hello, JV, and good evening, Sheila. Sheena. Sheena. I'm thinking Easton right now. Bye. But okay, up front, I fall along the lines of your father, as Jv will tell you. I'm a believing unbeliever, skeptical, skeptical but respectful. And my birthday is December twenty second, nineteen (laughs) fifty eight. And generally, what can I expect now? And uh, whoever or whatever screams the loudest and, and gets the most attention. Lay it on me, Sheena. Put the pedal to the metal. Sorry for the bad pun.
2: No, no, no. (laughs) Well, astrologically, it's funny because my father was a Capricorn and you're a Sag Cap Cusp. That's a hard place to be and be a believer in the spiritual. So, any belief that you have at all, I give you huge credit for because I think if you could pick a couple of days in the zodiac that were like the that screamed skeptic, it would be right there 20th, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th of December. So um I appreciate that you're calling it all, my friend, and I thank you for that. Also let me say really quick that I think that to be a believer you have to be a skeptic. I think if you're one of those people that just like believes everything, like there's you know spirits in your walls and you're part you're part fairy and you're you know <laughs> your alien hybrid and I mean I'm not saying all that stuff can't be true, but some people like just believe everything they see. Um <clears throat> so with so, um I mean, really, for like right now, what's going on with you right now, what, what spirit is screaming at me the loudest for you is that the time has come for you to, to let more people in and to take more chances in your life in regards to people. Does that make sense?
3: Yes and no. I mean, you've got to admit, skeptical, like I said, but no amazing, Randy. I'm not out to crush anybody here, but that's pretty general. I mean, can you hit me with something right between the eyes?
2: I mean, you know, I can. I mean, we're we're kind of pressed for time, and Jamie's going to cut you off at any minute, but I, I just deliver the messages as they come. Some messages are general. Some messages are more specific. It just depends on what I get. But the All message right. that, that that Spirit is saying, and laughing now as they say it, is that the more th- that what's missing from your life is that you're not taking enough chances on people, and it's making you kind of emotionally stagnate.
3: All right. Yeah, people. I
2: can go along with that. I can go along
3: with that. Yeah. All that right. It doesn't That's... mean that
2: you have to, like, believe in psychics. It just means in your interpersonal relationships in general – You're really good at taking a lot of risks and chances in some parts of your life, but when it comes to people, it's like you shut down a little bit. And that's what they're hoping that, that you'll do more of that.
3: All right. All right. I appreciate it.
1: TJ, thank you so much. Always thank great, you, yeah. Always great to have you on the show, TJ. Appreciate you calling in and listening. We have to wait to take uh, more calls on the other side of the break, but uh, this is a good opportunity to ask you about. And I'm not sure you can even talk about it. We have a little less than a minute here, but are you working on a new web series, Sheena?
2: I have I have two web series. I have the one I do with Patty, uh, Living with the Dead. That's at wearelivingwiththedead.com, and I started one this year with my friend Carolyn Hennessy from General Hospital and True Blood. It's called Altered, with an A, like a church altar, and we teach you how to build your perfect sacred space, and we're at com. and I have two really exciting television projects in the works that I can't talk about. I tried to get the okay to talk <laughs> about one as soon as I got booked on the show yesterday, but I but I couldn't, and the other one I know is, is, is super locked down, but um, I'm so excited about both of them because you know the more the more you get out there the more people you reach
1: absolutely so um yeah.
2: Yeah. so yeah so but i do have those two web series we are living with the dead.com we are altered.com check them out
1: please like us on social media particularly facebook find it at beyond reality radio give it a like also my page jv johnson Like that as well. Swing by YouTube. Find us there because that's a great resource. Not only do we stream live if you don't have an opportunity to listen on a radio station in your market yet, you can listen to the live stream. But there's also an archive of about 400 back episodes on the YouTube channel, plus some special content. Just search for J.V. Johnson on YouTube. You'll find it there. Tonight, our guest is Sheena Metal. We're talking about uh, her worlds, the paranormal world, the psychic world, how they converge and uh we're also taking your phone calls for readings we have uh, a full bank of phones right now so if you've been trying to get through and you can't that's probably why um sheena you uh you going through your resume i don't know how yeah. you, you even have time to sleep i mean you're constantly at least from what <laughs> i could tell like broadcasting you've got so many shows you're involved with yeah. broadcasting yeah and, you know boy do you sleep i mean i don't think you do much uh,
2: i think i sleep Great. But, yeah, I do 18 hours a week of radio, and then I do two Two of those are free readings, four hours of free readings, and I do two two-hour Facebook Lives of free readings. And um, and then my spiritual practice with private clients, and then I run a nonprofit. And, and so I have, like, an entertainment life, a nonprofit life, and a spiritual life, and then I'm a staff pastor at the Founders MCC Church in Hollywood. I'm their new age pastor, and I run their... Uh, their interface service once a month. So yeah, I'm a busy girl, but you know what? There's something that I'm never bored, and I'm hardly ever unhappy because there's something about staying in motion all the time. I think that you know humans are meant to be in motion, and we tend to not be as much as we should. So um, it feels good to always be feeding into the world, and then the universe gives me back everything that I need. And I don't know. I'm a happy girl, but I you know I just had a lunch today with a one of the producers of one of these shows I'm putting together. He said the same thing. He's like, "It." I get. He's like, "I get busy just reading your newsletters." And I said, "Well, you know, okay, but I feel like I have tons of time. How do you have time to put on like paracons and things?" Yeah. Like, to me, that's <laughs> that's insanity.
1: Well, um, I too like to keep busy, and I think uh, you know sometimes there's no, there's no shortage of busyness. Um, but I do like it. So I guess we're both in the same boat there. Let's um, let's go to Heather. Heather is in Texas. Hey, Heather, welcome to the program. You're on with Sheena.
2: Hi, Sheena. How are you? Hi, Heather. I'm good. How are you? Where are you from? In Texas.
0: Um, just outside of Austin.
2: Beautiful.
0: Yes, it's we're supposed to get a cold front, so it's not going to be pretty weather tomorrow. Um, Ooh, I, so I, uh, I hope it sticks around <laughs> till I'm there at the end of the my, month. Oh, great! Well, I hope the weather holds out for you. Um, my birthday is November first. Um, okay. I grew up having some paranormal experiences as a kid. Um, some were negative. Sure. Some, some weren't really negative or positive. They were just kind of there. Um, right. I've always kind of felt like I might have, like, people kind of with me or an energy, and I yeah. wondered if you had any idea who they could be.
2: Absolutely. Well, first of all, you know you're gifted, right? You know you have spiritual gifts. I um, – that, That's maybe. part of why you're having the visitations is that you're picking up a lot of what's going on around you. So somebody, when you were a kid, a kid who wasn't as gifted um, probably had all the same experiences happening, but they didn't notice it because they weren't gifted. So they didn't see the spirits and, and feel the things around them. And unfortunately, when you're young and you don't know how to filter the negative out, right, the positive comes and also the negative comes. That's just that's what happens when your channel is open and they can get in. So I don't know that it's as much that you have something following you or attached to you as you are the lighthouse beacon and you attract them. Does that make sense?
4: Mm,
0: a little. I, I don't feel it. I, it feels weird that I, to say that. I don't feel them in my own home. But when I'm in the home that I grew up in as a kid,
2: I feel them there. Oh, of course. Well, that house, absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, that house is hella haunted. But do you understand that you also attract a lot of it because you have spiritual gifts? Um,
0: maybe, I mean, it's something I have considered. I know I I had a great grandmother who was actually a psychic and gave, like, did readings and things in, like, the 50s and had all kinds of, of, of things going on with her. Um, but as far as how I feel about myself, I'm, I'm just not sure I've really ever thought that much about it but I do feel like there sure. are people around me but I just don't know who they could be
2: yeah I mean a lot of the stuff that's around you is ancestral the psychic stuff does run in your line and especially mm-hmm. the women in your line maternally runs down your maternal line uh, runs down okay. the women in your, I mean a little bit on both sides but but uh, especially on your mother's side and um that's true you mm-hmm. um sometimes you know when we are gifted or when we're when we, when we have gifts and we don't quite know what to do with them and there are things around us, energetically spirits and whatnot, a lot of times our ancestral spirits will, will kind of hang out around us to protect us, and sometimes they actually, if they're far enough back in the lineage, there actually can be spirit guides. If there's somebody mm-hmm. who was alive and you were on the earth with them, then they're what I like to call guiding spirit, because spirit guides are mm-hmm. sort of assigned to you at birth. And so if it was okay. somebody who was alive when you were um, I mean de- definitely like both of your grandmother's very strong very strong presence was it your it's your great grandmother that was a psychic yes okay so do you ever get I'm sorry
0: if that how ha- if the house that I grew up in if if we move from it well I don't live there but if my parent my mom moves from there and we move everything from there. What will happen to the spirits that have been living there all this, all that time? Will they go with us? Will they stay in that house? Like what will happen no. to them?
2: They'll stay in that house. That, that's, that's something, those spirits were attached to that house. Oh, and they, they don't belong
0: house. to us. That's kind of a fear
2: I've had. No, 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 no. And I know that fear. I always say the scariest night of my life was the first night I spent in a house outside of that house. Cause I thought, Oh my God, What if it's not the house? What if it's my family? Sometimes it is you. Sometimes it is your family, but it's not with you, sweetheart. It's that house. And um, you're also going to find... Are your parents thinking about leaving that house?
0: My dad passed away last year, so my mom is considering leaving. She
2: should leave. She really should because she's going to find that her outlook completely changes when she gets out of that house. A a lot of why she's going to feel so much different that house weighs on her, and it weighed on your father, too.
0: Oh, you're so right
2: about that. You know? I mean, they don't even realize how it weighed on them. Um, but she's going to feel like this enormous, like like a, a, an anvil has been lifted off her shoulders when she gets out of that house. But it's interesting. She has an interesting relationship with that house. On one hand, she knows she needs to go. But on the other hand, she's just strangely drawn to it in a weird way where she wouldn't tell you she liked the house, but she's also not leaving fast enough.
0: Yes, I
1: agree. Heather, thank you so much for the phone call. Thank um, you, Heather. Yeah, we appreciate you calling in. We have, uh, we're have we going to try to get to these. We're going to have to keep these to just a little less than two minutes or so to get them all in. Um, I hate that uh, they've been waiting on hold for so long, Sheena, so we'll try to get as many as we can. This is Jeff. Hi. Jeff is in Blue Springs, Missouri. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the program.
5: Hi, Jeff. Hey. You both. Hey, um, I started getting exposed to paranormal activity when I was six years old in Santa Barbara. My dad rented a haunted house where there was a double murder suicide, mm. and it was so bad he had a Franciscan monk from the old, old mission come in and exercise and bless the house. And it didn't help. We moved to Redondo Beach, and we're pretty damn sure what was ever in that house followed us. but then the house we moved into, we found that it had been owned by the Catholic Church and a priest had hung himself in the closet. And, uh, my whole life, I've been real open to paranormal activity. I can like walk, walk into a hotel or wherever and it's like the hair stands up on the back of my neck and I'll yeah. see things. And, you know, I always thought I was like crazy. And then I became a correctional officer and worked at a prison for 28 and a half years. And a lot of people argue with you about good or not. But nobody will argue with you about evil, and I've been exposed to extreme evil. And I'm a Virgo, born on September 6th. But I'll tell you, I'm a big believer in what you everything about it.
2: I am too, and I have to tell you, this is where me and my uh, my crystal hugging New Age friends part in the woods. I believe in evil, and I believe that the universe is a balance of good and evil. And without one, you can't have the other. Just like you can't have the day without the night. You wouldn't know what the day was if the night didn't exist. Um, and there is real evil out there, and there's there's real stuff out there that's not good for you. And this whole idea that that that's in a lot of um, metaphysical cosmologies that you know, oh well, the only darkness is what we create, and we make our own evil, and there is no evil, and all souls are good. Some are just misguided. I always think, wow, it must be nice to live in Candyland. Unfortunately, I don't <laughs> I don't live in Candyland. So yeah, I mean, I think if if you you've got good radar, did you move to Redondo Beach, California? Yeah. Oh, God, that's such a haunted city, isn't it? Oh, my God. Every time I have to go to Redondo, Manhattan, Hermosa, San Pedro, I'm like, this is the most haunted place in the world.
5: Yeah, Yeah, there's a lot of paranormal activity around there, that's for sure.
2: You need to just make sure you're always protected, sweetie. Even if you're not in a place that you think is haunted, always make sure that you're protected because you have an openness to it. So just, you know, not a bad idea to carry a crystal... When you go to a new place, even if you're in a hotel stage, I don't care what they say, you stage the place. And um, just, just protect yourself, because you definitely have a vulnerability to it.
1: Jeff, um, when you hear us talking about ghosts on the next program that we do that, please call in. I'd like to hear a little bit more about your experiences, but we don't have time yeah. for it now, sadly. Let's go to uh, Kathy. Kathy's in Somerset, New York. Hey, Kathy, welcome to the show.
4: Yeah, hi. Sina, uh, I am uh, was... Born on uh, January twenty second, nineteen fifty three, and I lost the love of my life of thirty three years, my husband Bob. Um, also, I'm thinking of moving to Tennessee and getting out of this uh, hellhole in New York. <laughs> and I <I'm laughs> w- wondered if you have any, if you would be contacted by my husband Bob, or see I'm very still attached at six years.
2: Yeah, I know you're always going to be attached to Bob. So Bob is not going anywhere. You want? He says wherever you move, even Tennessee, he'll be with you. Um, he he he's not going to reincarnate till you come back. I like to call where we go home. Some people call it heaven. Um, I like home. Yes. Uh, he's waiting at home for you, and he's not going anywhere. So you don't have to worry that like he's going to move on and you're going to miss him. Um, the next, however many. What will be a blink in the eye to him, but what is the rest of your life, will be just spent making sure you're okay and and hanging out with you. Um, Spirit is telling me that Tennessee is a wonderful idea. You need a change of place and a change of pace uh, for many reasons, the least of which not being the fact that you need to make some new memories, because everywhere you are, every corner you turn, it's all about him. And for your own grieving, you need to go someplace uh, a little warmer and a little uh, with a little different energy and sort of literally and figuratively let the sun shine on your face a little bit.: Does that make sense?
4: Yes, he, he was a horse trader. I have horses, and I raise dogs, and the animals are my you know salvation right now. Besides God, of course, first. Sure. Well, thank you. I will look you up on your uh, website. Thank you
1: so I much. I
2: would love that, sweetheart. Please stay in touch.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for the call, Kathy. We're gonna to have to do these uh last couple rather quick. This is Rebecca in Florida. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome to the show.
2: Hi, thank you. Hi, Rebecca, how are you?
0: Hi, Tina. Well, I've not been so good lately. Um, real quick, I'm a Aquarian, um, I'm fifty two i had a lot of issues, mostly pain. I uh, had a car accident, and uh, it, it went to me drinking, and I ruined um, my relationship with my young children, and they're not in my life by now. And anyway, um, I have a really good job. I want to move closer to my job. i just been there for eight months. I have an opportunity for a long time because of my situation. I didn't have a job, and now I do. Sure. No, I have sure. a very I have a very good job. And
5: good.
0: um but I, you know I just wanna know if you're
5: able to see or feel what my future holds for me. Um yeah.
1: yeah, Rebecca, it sounds like you've had some tough times. Sheena, do you see good, bad, indifferent? What do you see coming up for Rebecca?
2: Honey, it's gonna be it's gonna get better slowly but surely, but you have to change your story because the story you tell yourself about you is I'm the lady that screwed everything up and this happened to me and then that happened to me and then I messed this up and I messed it up with my kids. You are getting your stuff back together. You've got a great job. That's a good first step. You're going to move to a new place closer to your job. That's a great second step. You need to start making positive, continue the positive strides and stop thinking of yourself as somebody who screws everything up and start thinking of yourself as a victor of circumstance that is coming back from a bad place into a good place, okay? Will you do that for me? I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying. It
1: that's, sounds like you've made some, all, right, you, you made some right changes. All you need. Yeah, Rebecca, I'm sorry. All we're just, we're just running out of time here. We have one more call to take that we. Uh, someone's been waiting on hold. This is Victoria from Wisconsin. Hey, Victoria, we've got a quick one here. Hi, Victoria.
0: Hey guys. Oh, I'm so happy I got through. Hi, Sheena. Hi, JV. Long Hi, time Victoria. No
1: yeah, it's great to hear you again.
0: Yes, you too. Um, Victoria from Wisconsin, 82- um, 814, I know my age, geez. Um So, yeah, I just, I'm so, I love your story, Sheena. It's awesome. Thank you. I can Thank relate you. to a lot of it. And I'm just, I'm open to whatever you have to say quick. So, I know we're on time.
2: Sweetie, you are in such an ascension period right now of growing your enlightenment and your involvement and opening up more and more spiritually, right? I mean, that's really your thing right now. Keep it up. Yeah. Because Thank you're you. going to be so amazed at the things that happen for you in your life, and you're going to wind up doing a lot of work in the spiritual world. You Just just, just keep the faith and keep, stay the course, my friend. Universe says stay the course. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep oh. learning as much as you can. Keep opening up and evolving.
0: I feel it today for sure. I really do. I even yes. knew what time I was going to get on the call. I called it, and yes. literally the time came up when you guys took my call. So, like I know Absolutely. I'm on key with the with the universe
1: it's always good to get an yes. affirmation you're making the right decisions and moving in the right direction Victoria thank you, you so much for the phone call Thanks, we always Victoria.
3: stay yeah, in touch
1: we always love hearing from you okay uh Sheena that's we're out of time here um once sure. again let wow. people know how they can get in touch with you if they want to do something uh more lengthy or at a personal sure. level you know how, how do people do that
2: at IamRaisingYourVibration.com. IamRaisingYourVibration.com, I am raising your, I am raising your just my name at that site and then or text me 818 437 three seven zero886 I leave my phone on all night and I you're not gonna wake me up you when you need me I'm here 24 7 you let me know and, Say, and thank you JV so much you're so wonderful well
1: I knew you didn't sleep I mean you just confirmed that for us so thank
2: yeah, you yeah, <laughs> I, I turn the phone off when I sleep I turn to I turn the volume down when I sleep but M- make but sure
1: Make sure you come back when you're ready to be able to talk about some of those new projects that you have to uh, kind of remain zipped on right now.
2: Absolutely. I absolutely will, my friend. You're a fantastic host, and uh, my dream is to come out to your Paracon sometime. And uh, I appreciate this, and I'm always here for you.
1: Uh, Tomorrow night is a best-of program on Beyond Reality Radio. Then Monday night we'll have Dr. Heather Lynn with us. She is a historian and author. And a renegade archaeologist will be talking about sinister artifacts, ancient aliens, and other mysteries that are too threatening for the mainstream. Good conversation Monday night. And then, of course, Tuesday, Preston Dennett, who is a UFO author and researcher, will be with us to share true accounts from his book called Schoolyard UFO Encounters. As if we didn't have to worry about schools enough, right? Schoolyard UFO Encounters. He says, yes, UFOs are hovering over and landing next to our schools. That will be Tuesday night's program on Beyond Reality Radio. Uh, Like us on Facebook, check us out on YouTube, and we will see you next week. It's Beyond Reality Radio.